name is Suhai Abro. I'm a performing artist from Pakistan, living in Italy right now. I started learning dance at a very young age by Shima Kirmani, who's my guru. And I started with learning Indian classical dance, specifically Bharatanatyam. After which, many, many years passed um, and I really wanted to just explore with movement, with other forms of dance, with other ways and other forms of expressing myself. And eventually, I went on to study contemporary dance, but I didn't just end up learning contemporary dance. I learned a lot more. A lot of that had to do with the school I went to in Italy. A lot of that had to do with my personal journey in my life at that time. And so since then, I've really been thinking about what movement is really all about, what dance is all about, what this body is all about, why we get injured, why we feel pain, why we feel so much freedom in it sometimes when we do. And so to do that, to explore that, to, you know, answer my questions, to ask more questions, to think about more things related to this, I decided to start this podcast, When We Move. You are listening to episode one, and this episode will be basically my friend asking me questions, unlike all the other episodes where I will be asking questions and listening mostly. Um, I decided to do this because I just wanted to be able to tell my story to share my thoughts on all these things. So I hope you enjoy listening. This time, it's the first time, so I'm not going to be asking any questions to anyone. But I have my friend Adil here, who's going to ask me questions. Um, <laughs> and these are questions that um, might usually ask others also, but since Adil has been um, my friend for so so many years and uh, he's sort of also worked with me on little things or been a very close part of my dance journey in many ways. So perhaps he has questions himself. So I'll just let it be and uh, go ahead with it. So uh, how are you? Um, how are things going, you know, during this um, unique time and how is your movement practice shifting and integrating, you know, with this situation? Hmm. Um, I'm obviously. I think I I can't have a I can't have one answer to saying that I'm feeling good or bad. Um, it's it's been a lot of ups and downs uh, in these few months since the lockdown happened, since COVID nineteen came into our lives. So I think it's. Um, I've had days where I've really broken down and I felt uh, useless and I felt bad for the world, for people I love, for um, all of us. And on the other hand, I'm also getting time and I'm embracing the privileges that I have, such as, you know, uh, some sort of financial stability at this point, uh, a space that I can have where I can sort of dance and re-explore um, myself without any deadlines because you know what happens is when we're performing when we're constantly working there's a lot of deadlines 
and uh, you know you have a performance on this stage so you have these many weeks to practice um or you have um to teach for these many days or um you have a shoot coming up for these many days or all of those things right now there's no deadline and i i'm really enjoying connecting with my movement with my self through my body um and then i've also started online teaching which is uh, which i thought is really something that i would never do or get myself into but it's you know it's so bad in many ways um but but yeah it's quite uh, it's uh, it's not easy but it's also something that um is helping me come closer or not even come closer but help me go deeper into my exploration of what movement is what dance is what the body is all about what i feel about it could you expand on the idea of a movement practice um because mm. i remember when you know when we first became friends and i had sort of become introduced to the idea of of dance you know most people see it as a performative activity you dance for other people mm. right or um it's like some sort of fitness activity um whereas you're talking about dance in the context of connecting to yourself um i usually don't you know hear dance get talked about in this context and to an outsider who you know lives a very sedentary lifestyle it's hard to know what a movement practice is mm. um now this is why i'm uh, i've started this series when we move um because again i also felt like as a professional dancer dance especially hamare pakistan mein especially in our country it's really something that's uh, you know has been made uh, into into entertainment or just like enjoying uh, you know if you watch me dance if you watch me move you just want to have fun you want to clap along and you know you want to say oh wow she's got yeah like bomba yeah like oh wow she's um, you know wow her body moves like that wow and that's all um on the other hand i i've been going deeper into this and i've been starting to understand since a few years like you know i've been you know sharing my explorations with you about this that dance is really so much more or movement is so much more <clears throat> than that then it's so much more than just um, showing off um your your beautiful body or your grace or um how well you understand rhythm or how beautiful you look in a certain costume i think it's um it's really connecting with something deeper inside you and now i'm the one asking questions all the time uh well which i will after this episode um and i know it's very hard to speak about this in words but when you move um now there is one thing that as a regular person you're waking up you're sitting on your laptop you're working like very restricted movements in your body right um you're not really allowing that to expand and that's something that does something in your heart in your brain it just becomes narrower um the more you move in whatever way uh the more you let yourself let's say run or stretch or breathe you know i mean we breathe we're all breathing but 
we somehow forget to breathe, like take deep breaths, uh, staying yeah. in the moment, right? Like we we just don't. You just don't inhale and exhale sometimes, and just by doing that, you feel so much more within yourself. Another thing that movement does is for me, and I've been hearing also for many other people, is that it connects you to understanding who you are, um, you know. And maybe sometimes for some people, it's it's a spiritual connection, which happens to me too. Um, I do somehow connect with the invisible world, if there is any, or maybe it's my imagination. But uh, just letting myself be imaginative also is uh, is does quite a lot for me in many ways. It helps me become more aware of how my weight is kept in a certain part of my body, how I feel, um, and these things aren't to be taken for granted. No, we just say. Oh, emotions, whatever. Like, get over your emotions. You know, move on. Do things. You've got to do things. Um, I think that's such a killer. <laughs> it's um, it's a killer because if you're not, you know, connected with how you're feeling, um, how do you how, how do you confront it? How do you accept it? How do you move on? You know. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of things that movement movement does movement practice is um, again one thing is to train your body to do something um, and one thing is to train it in a very gentle way in a kind way where you allow yourself to move which also takes away a lot of taboos in your head that you might have about your body like I might say oh I'm a woman in Pakistan so there are certain things I cannot do my body or there are certain things I just have to even if my intentions are pure and innocent and clear it it doesn't matter I just have to think about it and that kind of that sort of taboo um, restricts certain connections that I would make with myself so I would do that without the, the, the public without putting it on social media without putting it on stage um, but for myself and that's another important thing. Dance is very dance or movement socially is also very important. I mean, it helps you to interact with people, with different kinds of people, different emotions, different energies. But being with yourself is scarier sometimes. And you meditate, so you you would understand. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking because you were talking about right? emotion, and yeah. um, in my meditation practice. Um, one thing that you know, I, I use a meditation app. So, so the person who narrates the meditation or um, guides the meditation, they often guide you to um, identify emotion as patterns in your body. Like, mm-hmm. for example, um, you're feeling stressed; it's a tightness in your chest or something in your stomach. Yeah. Um, anger can be a furrowed brow, um, and so when, when you observe them as bodily patterns, um, they sort of stop being emotions because then you can identify them as things your body is doing. Mm-hmm. And then you can tell your body, you can just, you know, manipulate your body to, um, you know, stop feeling stressed. Like, for example, just taking a deep breath, um, stretching. I, I imagine dance would be, you know, the um, more 
I wouldn't say extreme, but more deliberate, more advanced version of that, where it's sort of like you know emotional play, um, using your limbs or your head or you know your entire body as sort of like uh, like an instrument. Hmm. But Adil, if you remember, um, many years ago when I was um, dancing a lot and performing a lot, um, a lot of times. Um, I mean, it felt like I was doing the thing that I loved the most in my life, and the thing that only the only thing that exists in my life really um, that I can do uh, with uh, you know with so much passion. Remember, I was always injured. I always had health issues. I was always uh, suffering in one way or the other, um, and I'm not blaming dance for it. I'm blaming um, I'm not, not blaming anything, but I'm saying. There was something wrong. There was something that I wasn't connecting to the essence of dance. Even though I, I would get to know, wow, you're so passionate. Oh wow, you really put your heart. But there was something different. I wasn't connected uh, to all of that. I was uh, dealing with. I, I wasn't using dance to heal me in any way. I was using it the other way that a lot of dancers, professional dancers, go through competition. Or jealousy, or achieving perfection. You know, just like. Right. So instead of like engaging with your body, you're instrumentalizing it to yeah. perform like things my, instead of. Exactly. Like if my hand goes here, the elbow is supposed to be a little rounded. The wrist is supposed to be, and if I don't get that right, I'm failing. You know. So if you right, right, right. feel that way, <clears throat> and you overuse your body without really understanding, without really. Being kind to your body and all these things, then you're not doing your. I mean, you're not letting dance help you in any way. You know, you're sort of getting stuck in the loop of trying to achieve some sort of perfection. And of course, I mean, I was younger. I I knew I wasn't doing well at school. I I knew I wasn't doing well at anything else. So I had to be good at this, you know. And I didn't know what it meant to be good at dance. Now, in in all its totality, I don't agree with a good and bad dance. I understand a good or bad performer. There is not even a bad performer; it just comes with experience. But there is no good or bad dancer. Right. Yeah. Just like well, I mean, I was gonna say just like there aren't good or bad meditators. But there are good and bad meditators. You're being a bad meditator when you're not sort of, you know, engaging with uh, the meditative practice. But bad is again this thing of bura bacha, ganda bacha, or bad. You know, like that thing. I feel like is maybe, for example. Bad, I think, like for example, when you were trying to, you know, um, really overachieve with dance and you know achieve some sort of perfect um, form geometry. You know, in that sense, you know that could have, that could be being a bad dancer because you're not dancing, you're performing. Mm. Right? But again, I think it's about the journey that we go through. You know, it's uh, I think we put so many labels on everything. Of um, you know, you're not connecting, or you're not even now. Like if I'm going deeper into this thing of um, connecting with myself or connecting with being human, you know. Um, Even then, I can't expect others to do that. I feel like that's their journey, and I can't judge them. I have to judge them 
according to you know how they are um how well their journey is you know if they're in the moment of um <clears throat> being um bringing making their art aesthetically more beautiful <clears throat> then i would think um if i i will be at their level you know and there's no level below or above anyone you know it's right, just right. we were all at different levels in our lives <clears throat> for example i get told a lot um you are a good dancer but there's no presentation in your work anymore <clears throat> you're always just your clothes or whatever you know no aesthetic no what is that all about and i get to hear that in pakistan in a different way um maybe for europeans i'm a little too more about aesthetics sometimes for that lady um because again i'm still figuring that out for myself but for pakistanis they don't get why i don't wear glamorous costumes anymore why i don't wear jewelry anymore and i've i keep telling them if you haven't noticed it's uh, it's, it's the purpose it's i'm doing that on purpose it's a statement i'm trying to make it's just allowing myself to be um human you know um i'm not against people who do different things with their but we're here to make different we're here to make separate our individual contributions to the to the society you know, all of that but speaking for my own society or the country we're coming from i feel that we put so many labels on people um you're too skinny you're too fat you're too tall you're too short you're 40 you can't do this you're 12 you're too young for this um i don't know where we we put we don't allow i mean for example when babies children are younger we tell children yeah yeah you know read stories imagine and then when they start imagining we're like Shh, don't okay just do your homework just you have to have a good job you have to work well earn money all of that anyway we just don't let people imagine anymore you know and then when we if we want to become dancers or musicians or going to that and then again we're just stuck this is the rule okay don't question it this is the technique this is what you have to do yeah uske andar you bring um truths in it a good truths hum how will we find that truth if we are not connected to our own truth you know if i'm good at expressing happiness uh, through my dance or if i'm good at expressing grief through my dance whatever any just being you know just talking about emotions because it's easier to um also express them even if you're not connected to yourself because you, you can be a great actor you know but uh, an actor or a, a dancer again they have to connect with um the truths of that moment you know what I'm what I'm saying it's not just about pretending it's much more than pretending and and that's why i think i i am tired of pretending um as a performer so if i'm getting breathless during a performance i i won't like to smile and allow myself to not show people that that i am doing this you know but right right that i because it's it's happening to me it's i'm getting exhausted but i'm also enjoying the process of feeling exhausted so it's all right i let myself do that so yeah this this went uh, all over the place so and when there are so many things related to it 
how can we say yeah, i mean it, it's a very nebulous concept um and we don't really have like a standard nomenclature or you know um set of terms to work with yeah so naturally it would take i mean for you as well it's not like you read the thing in a dictionary right you learned it through like dozens of years of experience to get to this point mm-hmm. um and it's primarily like a non verbal phenomena yeah so, uh, and and i think i've reached any point yeah exactly i'm also still in the process of understanding and learning and exploring and i think that's one thing that should never end you know um sometimes it happens uh, we do feel like oh i put so many years into something and i feel like um you, you feel like i have the right to you know just uh, have have the right to make a judgment about something i feel that too sometimes you know that um i have my moments you know that yeah i have my moments when i'm like oh you know 20 years it's going to be 20 years but again that's um it's okay to feel this that way too but it's also very important for me to know that i will always be learning and i should never stop that process you know should never stop the process of being and learning because if i stop that then i'm sort of just i'm not moving on you know i'm just uh, even if i'm teaching right now um i'm not really letting myself um yeah go further than than what i am today you know and i think because i've let myself do that i do find something different in me almost every year maybe sometimes it's uh, and and it's good to be with what i'm good at for many years but because i like to know what's more to that i go a little deeper into it um there are dancers who stick to the thing that they're good at for many many years and that's beautiful um again that's their contribution you know mine is different i want to know more you know if i if i've learned how to do this you know with my elbow going slightly up with my hand going here then i want to know what's more than that you know so this is like isn't it challenging trying to teach this to people like even trying to understand it at a conceptual level like it goes against so many things so many presuppositions that i have about dance um so when you teach someone especially online it must be quite difficult um i'm sure they must have some sort of you know um initial culture shock or something when they you know uh, get start learning dance this way hmm. um i think that um first coming to the part when i started teaching or tried to start teaching this um to people physically in my space um and you attended my classes too um so i think also with that i'm learning you know to be better at it to be better in the sense to be at people's spaces you know to understand that everyone has a different journey and um, everyone is in a different place with their body so the, the first thing that i need to do is just make it very you know over the surface kind of thing just breathe just stretch a little just you know 
um, sort of say hello to little body parts, letting them activate. But now I think I feel that I really go slow, very slow. I really want people to just let themselves at their own pace connect with how their body feels, how it moves, um, how they're feeling, what it means to listen to your body, what it means to make a conscious effort to make decisions for is movement ke baad main ye karungi ya ye karungi you know if i'm going here or if i'm going here those kind of things like what are what is making those conscious decisions all about um so that's something that i help them go through slowly so some people stick to it and they're ready to they ask questions they're curious they they're ready to go in a slow pace thing some people just they're like okay what is this all about you know dance seekers we have we want to learn dance we don't want to what is this I mean, just walk away from me sometimes um and because i'm not teaching them dance you know but my point is once i allow them or let them feel this part of themselves then i can also go into techniques you know i can go into other things but i want to give to as a teacher um is that i want to give them the freedom to imagine i want to give them the freedom to understand what it's like to be in their body what it's like to move when they want to move what it's like to learn a language a movement language you know but also not have a language that everyone speaks have a language of yourself right so when they sign up for um Or the experience when we dance classes—it's not like a Bharatnatyam class no. or a salsa class or a flamenco class or a contemporary. That's class. not the first thing I want to do yeah. with them. Yeah. Right. If it's a workshop, the way you attended my workshops, mm-hmm. of course I don't have enough time with them. But now with my online teaching, some students stick to me. Um, now it's been two months that they're going on and on and on. Some students are taking classes every day. Um, and i can see that there is progress in some way but again that's it's up to them they want they have that curiosity so i'm saying with those students the longer term students i can go on come up come to the technique bit that then if it's a workshop um i i try to throw things around here and there too you know just for people to maybe be aware of you know even if they're not able to experience it at least they will think about it was that was that like for you too were you able to un- hear some things or see some things but not able to go deeper into it with your body um i didn't really see feel any echoes of forms you know in the in the class i didn't feel like i was well i came uh, from the perspective of someone who has had no experience with dance at all right um mm-hmm. so i probably wouldn't be able to recognize them even if they were there but to me it felt like a very um improvisational like inherently improvisational class where um it's like if you had to figure out how to dance uh without ever seeing someone dance before that's what it would be like you know um really um feeling your body first um feeling uh the rhythm of the music um trying to coordinate your movement in relation to other people who are in um the workshop um so it really was about um sort of 
figuring out your body in you know one or two hours trying to figure out you know okay how does my body naturally move you know um it's mm. like how every instrument has like you know its uh, harmonic frequencies um its own resonance um you're sort of figuring out you know okay, how can i use my body becoming familiar with it um yeah but that's how it felt like to me mm. Mm. um but that's the most basic thing and i feel like it's not just you even for someone who danced all these years even i didn't know what it was like to be in my body i just wanted to be like that dancer this dancer and you know we just when we it's beautiful to learn movement languages like bharatanatyam ballet kathak um odissi um salsa all these forms whatever the forms are hip hop but i think it it disconnects if you if you don't allow yourself to connect um with who you are you sometimes that makes you disconnect with who you are because then you're just trying to be in that form and i felt that happening to me um and that's why i wanted to go here you know and i think for me that's such a powerful thing to just even to just think about what it's like to be in your body because we're never allowed to be in our bodies even without dance i mean just means um you're always we're always shamed um and think body shaming or all these things are not just for um fat people or skinny people or short people or it's internalized you know like it's internalized uh, too a, a lot of i think i think a lot of modern people just hate their bodies they they just want to change them and make them uh, mimic you know some ideal either it's a health standard that my body yeah. needs to be you know in, in perfect health in perfect shape yeah. um and certainly i feel felt that way when i joined your workshop you know i was very conscious like oh you know my i'm not moving like the other people are right i'm mm-hmm. not try- i'm not moving like you're supposed to move um um we have i had this perception that you know dance needs to need to be very exact and precise in your movements um and i'm sure other people feel that way too yeah yeah i i think also like uh, health and fitness is i really appreciate that people are now you know really thinking about yoga and um, pilates and cardio and workouts and gyms and all of that But at the same time it's always about looking good it's always about the outer appearance you know and i think that's very dangerous it's it's great to look good you know but again um what that what is what is to look good <laughs> you know right um, what is what is it to look good is it is it that i have lipstick on right now is it that i'm um thin is it that i'm not thin is it that i you know is it that i'm dark or is it that i'm not dark you know all these things like what does that become then so or by even setting up the expectation that you know i need to look good um yeah. you might not ever reach that point where you're satisfied no, with it will how you going look. on and on and yeah. on but yeah. that what made it motivated you to um come up with this form of, of teaching dance cuz cuz you mm-hmm. were tired of chasing you know some um aesthetic ideal um and you know constant cuz i know you're quite harsh on yourself after a performance um 
about how uh, how it how it went right uh, you always feel like you could have done better um, so was, was it sort of like psychological reaction to that gain you know, um, you're tired of trying to become like an expert or a master at some aesthetic form because mm-hmm. you never feel like you reach there yeah i think i think part of it is the fact that the, about this thing that you say that i'm never satisfied i think part of not feeling satisfied is good part of it is dangerous because if you're really thinking i'm a failure and i didn't do well um then you're just hurting yourself which i do like you were saying sometimes um i'm in the process of eliminating that from myself what i can say oh i could have done better but at the same time i felt good you know i want to think that i felt good doing something um another thing that happens to me is i put a lot of emotional and mental and physical energy in my performances right and because i have epilepsy a lot of times i'm kind of out of my head and i'm always just a lot of times i'm just saying things you know because maybe that's the time when i need to be silent uh, but i don't get the time to be silent you know because everyone's coming and meeting you when everyone wants to say something and um that's where i take support of my parents or i take your support when you're around you know um you just help me manage things in that moment that can't really do much that's again my personal thing deeply into something it's hard for me to bring myself back to reality coming back to the beauty and aesthetic part of it i think a lot of it is uh starting from when i was uh bullied for being dark or being ugly because when i was young i i loved beauty you know i always looked at my long beautiful hair in the mirror everything seemed so beautiful like i i would see colors in my house and you know i just i thought wow you know there's so much beauty in 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 the world and in, in this life but then i started uh going to school and children started telling me i was ugly and i was dark and then when we went to the school that we went to together for bells which was amazing i i still feel like um miss shera you know really helped me gain my confidence back in many ways i had lost completely um but there also you remember um i was in my teenage years and um it's that time of life when your body is changing and i was just always ridiculed you know yeah and it's not really a school specific thing it's like it's a thing ritual yeah. that every school, every child goes where to. they were coming from exactly yeah So it's not even the children. I mean, I I had this anger for many years against all these, you know, classmates of ours. Um some of them apologized to me later, which felt really good and it made me think, oh, why was I still angry? You know, although they were also kids, <laughs> you know, but but because I got hurt and I thought and it just made me question what it was um to be yourself what it was to be beautiful and all of those things and eventually when i came to the dance world then again oh you're so fat you can't even fit into your costume oh why is your tummy out oh why is this then again i was like okay like where do you belong you know what can you ever be accepted to be the way you 
bar. Um, and now, obviously, with time, those things, I'm starting to answer those questions in my head. I'm starting to create new questions for myself. My hair did a lot for me um, in understanding this for myself because it made me think, oh, so now I didn't have hair. I shaved my head. Okay, I did it for a movie, but it was much more than just doing it for that character. It was. It really taught me so much. It brought me back to understanding where beauty was coming from, you know, whether it existed, whether what all all those questions, you know. I mean, I don't have answers yet, um, but yeah, I'm in the process of understanding it. But I think shaving my head has brought me closer to that. Um, and I'm not saying that I don't want long hair. I'm against it want long hair again because I think now I can actually appreciate it again you know um, but in terms of what it brought to me um, I, I started thinking so we just make ourselves um, so yeah we just we ridicule ourselves all the time you know and especially for it sounds like primarily the motivation behind the dance practice and your teaching practice Comes from a place of, of healing, healing your own trauma, yeah. and uh, yeah. um, like the goal is to uh, sort of bring people to reconciliation with their own bodies after alienating themselves from it, you know, for decades internally yeah. and but you know they were uh, society alienated ourselves yeah. from experiencing our bodies and for some people it's not a trauma for some people they don't go through these feelings of feeling hurt and pain all of that but the, even for them it's it's very um it's it's, it's great to connect somewhere with uh, you know and, and accept i think acceptance is such a everyone would say oh what a cliche thing to say but the truth is accepting is the hardest thing to do accepting each and every flesh in your body, your bones, your cells, you know, um, the the texture of your skin, the hair, the ingrown hair, all of that, pimples, each and everything, it's you. So we've just got to like bring ourselves to slowly, slowly accepting or embrace that. Um, yeah, and I think somewhere this lockdown, because this lockdown happened pretty much right after I shaved my head, it gave me the chance to go deeper into this. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's like very um, useful to have a practice like that during the lockdown, especially because um, after the lockdown, you just become, at least for me, I became completely immobile, right? That movement with body that you're going to the office and coming back and meeting people. Um, those are sort of really the only things people do with their body these days, um, aside from working out. Um, even that was taken away. So I'm really excited what um, this series will bring. Um, I'm, I've really tried to um, speak with a lot of different people and I'm continuing to doing that. But I again, this is not to make any sort of competition um, in between different dancers that I'm speaking with or different people who work with body and movement and related to these things, whether they're doctors or whether they're sports people or musicians like Essen, you know, who's worked a lot for movement. 
Deepak. As a musician, he's done so much with theatre, with dance, with a lot of these things, and um, filmmakers and actors. And you know, I'm interested in speaking with people who really work or who are able to um, sort of understand or maybe not understand what this is all about. Um, and this is not to like have a competition or that's a better person in their field, that's one problem with them. It's really out of curiosity that I reach out to certain people that I reach out to. Um, not to say that you're a good dancer and you're a good musician, that's why I'm speaking with you. Um, that's not what my series is all about. This, this series that I'm doing is not about anyone's achievement or anything or... Um, it's really out of curiosity that I ask them the questions I see something in there, in there, something non-visible, something invisible um, in their work that they must have thought about, that they must have felt somewhere. Um, and that's why I'm doing that. But thank you for asking me questions. Um, helps to speak with, uh, and especially you, I mean, even, even if you're not someone who's been a part of this field, you've seen it very closely all these years and you've seen me grow in a, in a different way, in no good way, bad way, but you've seen the changes in my work, in my way of seeing things also. So I thought it would be better for you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, also fun for me to, you know, uh, be an observer like a fly in the wall um, you know watching yeah. these things happen because uh, most yeah. people don't get you know th that close of a viewpoint to uh, um, to an artist's work and you know specifically um, the dance world thank you for listening to When We Move to stay updated with the other episodes every Friday I will be sharing more conversations with many other interesting guests that I have spoken with, so stay tuned.